0: 1 Samuel 27 David said in his heart, I will perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than I should escape to the land of the Philistines. And Saul will despair of me to seek me any more in all the borders of Israel. So I will escape out of his hand. David arose and passed over he and the 600 men who were with him to Achish the son of Maok the king of Gath. David lived with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelites, and Abigail the Carmelites, Nabal's wife. Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, and he sought him no more. David said to Achish, If now I have found favor in your eyes, let them give me a place in one of the cities of the country that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? Then Achish gave him Ziklag that day, therefore Ziklag belongs to the kings of Judah to this day. The number of the days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a full year and four months. David and his men went up and raided the Gersherites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites, for those were the inhabitants of the land who were of old, on the way to Shur, even to the land of Egypt. David struck the land and saved no man or woman alive and took away the sheep, the cattle, the donkeys, the camels, and the clothing. Then he returned and came to Achish. Achish said, Against whom have you made a raid today? David said, Against the south of Judah, against the south of the Jeramalites, against the south of the Kenites. David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring them to Gath, saying, Lest they should tell about us, saying, David did this, And this has been his way all the time he has lived in the country of the Philistines. Achish believed David, saying, He has made his people Israel utterly to abhor him. Therefore, he will be my servant forever. After the last chapter where David saved Saul's life again, he realized Saul was never going to stop chasing him. So he did a a very interesting thing and he moved to the land of the Philistines. Now the Philistines are the enemy of Israel, and as far as um, that goes, a safe place to be, because as long as he was allowed to be there, Saul wasn't going to go in there after him. because, you know, Saul would have it would have meant Saul going into enemy territory. So a smart move, I guess you could say, for David. And um, it says there, in the chapter we just read that David was in the country of the Philistines for one year and four months. Now apparently, uh, because my Hebrew is really bad, uh, it says that apparently in Hebrew it doesn't say one year and four months, it just says days and four months. So there's been all sorts of comments on how long David was actually in uh, the country of the Philistines. So there's a few theories, at least there's a few that I'm aware of. One theory is that he was there a, a year and four months, but that cannot possibly be right because later in a few chapters in 1 Samuel 29, when Achish the king of Gath is about to go into battle, he says, David has been with me for years. So David's obviously been with Ga- um, with you know, a friend of Achish's for more than a year and four months. So one of the theories is that um, this passage is just missing something you know sometimes with old parchments sometimes as times go on something's not is missed in the copying or so there's one theory that something's just been missed out Um, but a thought that did just occur to me right now was that maybe he lived with Akish in the city of Gath for one year and four months or for days and four months but then when he moved to Ziklag that was a longer period of time and maybe when Achish says later, he's been with me for years, he doesn't mean physically with me the whole entire time, but just he's been loyal to me for many years. And so that's a possibility right there. But anyway, it's worth mentioning. And it's interesting that David is now technically working for the Philistines as a kind of a mercenary. And because in chapter 29, when when the Philistines go to war against Israel, the king of Gath wants him in the army with him, so Akish thinks that David's on his side. He's a mercenary. And so this is an interesting, interesting thing. It's interesting in a few different ways because there's a practical interest, but there's also a spiritual interest here. So practically, um, David is like a double agent <laughs> because he's not really on the side of the king of the Philistines. He's only there to keep himself safe. He, you know that he doesn't like the Philistines, and he he also knows that these are uncircumcised enemies of Israel. So he's not he, he's not on their side. He's not really wanting them to succeed. So he's a double agent. And you know, when any time anyone's a double agent, it's a tricky, tricky game. <laughs> You've got to make sure you always say the right thing at every time, and you you never know if someone you speak to might relay a piece of information to the wrong person, it's very, very tricky. And if you've ever seen any spy movies, you know, following the plot of who says what to who, can all be fascinating. And so David is here, he's doing things, like he's raiding tribes in the desert and attacking them and completely destroying them, but then he's going to Akish and telling him that he didn't raid them, he raided in Judah. So Akish thinks, wow, his people really hate him, and he's developing a huge fondness for David, but David's gotta be very, very careful playing this game uh, to make sure that that this news doesn't get back to the wrong people, and that's, of course, one of the reasons why he completely destroys everyone. But another reason when he would raid and destroy everyone is because that's actually what the Lord commanded. If you think back to the book of Deuteronomy and Numbers, when the Lord said to Joshua and the people to go into the land and completely destroy everyone, that was actually what the Lord wanted. The Lord wanted the nation set up, the previous inhabitants completely removed so that there would be no distractions. And so in David's mind, it's not only wise to do this because of being a double agent, but it's also what the Lord commands. And David, remember, he's, he's thinking his heart is for God. Now, because people in this modern time, they struggle with this. They think, how could anyone be so cruel and we have talked about all of this in previous chapters. If you're questioning all of this, go and watch the videos in the book of Joshua. Go and watch the Joshua chapter 8 video where this gets talked about. And, um, but the fact is that this is what the Lord commanded, and David is obeying the Lord. And so David is doing what's right in God's eyes, but it's also, he needs to do it thoroughly because if any one of those people had escaped and word had got back to King of Akish, David's whole cover would have been blown. So he's—he's. He's, it's interesting from a practical and political point of view, but spiritually, um, you know, David is doing what's right, and of, which of course we must do too. But David is—is is living in the land of his enemy, but serving the Lord the whole time. And some people they questioned and they said, well, you know, how could David go down and be among his enemies? How could he do such a thing? <laughs> But if you think about it from a spiritual point of view, we are surrounded by our enemies all the time. You think about it. um, That you know there are people who do not love the Lord and do not know the Lord, and we live among them. Now David lived amongst the Philistines, but he never gave his heart to the Philistines. He was very careful to be upright and honourable to the Lord. He was very careful about the things he said and the things he did and he never served or worshiped their gods. He's very careful about that. So he never gave his heart to the enemies of the, of, the, you know, of the kingdom. He never gave his heart to the enemies of the gospel or the enemies of the Lord. He kept his heart given completely to the Lord. So he didn't go down to his enemies and become like them. He remained different to them. And so we, you've got to be clear about that we live in a world where there are people all around us who do not know the Lord, do not love the Lord. They worship their own gods, which are you know money, pleasure, self, all sorts of things. And we must do the same. We must not give our hearts to those things. And so there's a very careful distinction to make here about that. Now, there's a final thought. Um, in the Bible, um, it says that from the time of some of the timing of these, these passages is really, really vague. So like I was mentioning before that it said that David was with Achish for one year and four months. It's, it's really, really hard to work out the, the timing and the length of, of Saul and David and Samuel. This whole patch isn't, the, the chronology of it isn't well recorded, at least as far as I or many others can tell. Josephus, um, he's an external historian, and he says... That from the time that Saul, um, from the time that Samuel died, to the time that Saul died was 22 years. I think that's way, way, way too long. If that was true, then David would have just been like a, I don't know, five-year-old or something when he was anointed as king. That doesn't quite seem right to me. But um, all of this just, just adds into the fact that we're not completely sure about the timing of it all but I think that maybe it's not that important in this case. In some other parts of the Bible, the timing is super important. Like in the Old Testament, where it gives us the long ages of people. That's actually important. We talked about that way back in, you know, Genesis chapter five and in other places. But I just wanted to mention that the fact that the Bible isn't always specific about certain things doesn't necessarily mean anything bad is happening. What can we learn from this chapter? I think what we can learn is that just like David, we're actually surrounded by our enemy. And, uh, but just like David, we should not give our heart to it. Instead, we keep our eyes on the Lord and we serve him. And just like how the Lord kept David safe when surrounded by his enemy, the Lord will be with us also. Lord, I wanna thank you for these interesting, interesting chapters. Who would have thought that David would go down and live among his enemies? And Father, I want to thank you that you've given us promises like in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil. Lord, thank you for your promise. And I pray today that you put your hand upon my listeners, your hand upon myself. Help us to always be so wise, like David was wise. Help us to be witnesses of the gospel. Lord, give us grace and empower us for the gospel so that we might be the shining light of Christ to all those we come in contact with those who love the Lord and those who are enemies of the cross. Lord, may our enemies be turned into friends. In Jesus' name, amen.